Now, this next segment is one of my favorites. As you all know, last month we had on Bobby Bryant, a 19-year-old gay boy from Iowa who posted a video of himself coming out to his conservative dad. And his dad was so supportive, and the video was so heartwarming, we just had to fly them out to New York and surprise him with a check for $25,000 courtesy of Shutterfly. Good evening and welcome back to Rock Hard Caucus, a very serious news program. My name is Justin and I'm here tonight with correspondents Evan and Natalie. Hello, welcome to the uh, dawn of a new era. We may as well cut to the chase. This is going to be the last episode of the show for a while, possibly forever, because we're all enlisting in the United States military. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's happening is just too important. Yeah. We have to go defend democracy and freedom. We're actually uh, just trying to figure out the uh, Hunter Biden situation before all the uh, records of it get destroyed. <laughs> so, actually, that's what this is all about. <laughs> oh, gee, Joe Biden wants military action in Ukraine, huh? I wonder why. <laughs> Somebody's got some cleanup to do. No, but really, uh, it's a travesty and really bad. So. <laughs> What, you think I shouldn't joke about it? No, I think we should joke about it, but we should also <laughs> say it's really awful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good over there. Though I did see right before we started, I, I sent you a message about this, but Louis C.K. is performing in Ukraine this weekend. <laughs> I, that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and as of now, they have not canceled his shows yet. <laughs> You're getting canceled for a whole other reason. <laughs> Yeah, this one's uh, this one might stick. <laughs> yeah, I saw Sean Sean Penn is there as well doing a documentary. Actually, I guess about the invasion. Like, I wonder if he might have you know better intelligence than the fucking government. He's so he was already annoying. there. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he, he had sucks a camera so crew on bad. retainer. He's ready to do a war documentary at just the drop of a hat. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, he does not follow that guy around. <laughs> figure out he where he's going doesn't get enough hate he like held madonna captive for like, just like it's just the worst person <laughs> <laughs> like, I, think I, her. <laughs> I think i read oh, his man, book. i don't know that you read his book i think so yeah really? yeah i read that book it's called bob honey who just do stuff it's a weird experimental novel and it's oh sucks. yeah i vaguely recall <laughs> that <laughs> that's that's funny it's really short yeah he also bad. i think recently went on some rant about how like masculinity is being like fucking under attack or some shit so true. i agree i'm the one attacking <laughs> it oh man <laughs> justin i gotta be on our toes <laughs> yeah natalie's trying to tear down us strong men over here <laughs> real real alpha males <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's trying to turn us into a weak girl like her <laughs> <laughs> oh that's also a joke natalie is definitely the strongest out of any one of us here <laughs> so yeah so speaking of gender uh i figured <laughs> that's a good segue right i figured we could uh start off today's episode talking about the anti-trans laws that are making the rounds in the republican states 
Texas, I think, has the biggest one going on right now. I've read one article about that. Natalie, you probably know more about that bill. The it's Greg not a Abbott. bill. It's, it's not it's, even a bill. Yeah, oh, okay. it's guidance from the um, Department of Family Protective Services. Right. And so that's why it's being credited to the governor because it's correct. just executive right. shit. Yep, it's it's executive shit. They just basically released a letter saying that anyone who's a mandatory reporter in the state, um, this is now qualified as someone being considering to abuse their child. So, right. like, they're classifying gender-affirming care as child abuse, and so, you know. Yeah, and it's just, like, across the board, like, any sort of uh, trans health care for a minor, Correct. they're mm-hmm. just saying that's child abuse and it should be investigated? Yes. Wow. It's uh, like it's horrific. It's like pretty astounding. I mean, I uh, I think that it's probably like a little bit easier to resist since it is like guidance from Department of Human Services and not a law, yeah. but like it's horrific. I was in a really dark place, honestly, like this week a little bit. It's like pretty fucking demoralizing, like because I have non-binary cousins who are under the age of 18 mm-hmm. living in Texas now, and it's just it's <laughs> It's pretty upsetting. I don't know who could possibly be considered more vulnerable in this entire country than, like, minor trans kids. Right. Like, who – how could you punch down any farther? So it's, like – it's pretty fucking horrific, and it's my understanding that it's because he has, like, an extremely crazy right-wing primary challenger, which is, like, particularly evil – yeah, I read this New York Times article about it, and he, yeah, both Abbott and I think the like Attorney General of Texas or something. Yeah, because that's where the letter came from. Is the, yeah, the Attorney General's mm-hmm. office. Yeah, and the Attorney General in particular is like, it, it sounds like he could lose that primary for sure. So it's it's definitely a political stunt. Like, yeah, look how right wing we are. Why would you want to replace us? We hate kids more than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're doing what you want. <laughs> uh, but also, like, a lot of uh, county health departments and stuff are saying, like, yeah, we're not doing this. <laughs> this is fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I get the impression that it's, like, legally unenforceable, but also, like, I'm sure there's a lot of fucking people who are going to get some ideas, you know, and people who yeah, work yeah. for CPS, like, obviously, like, it's going to still affect people and like yeah i don't know there's like people like people saying that like uh it was a conspiracy or not a conspiracy but like a, a distraction from like the uh natural gas the, thing the ERCOT stuff yeah with their grid he specifically advised oh, them yeah. to jack the rates up to the maximum after the big ice storm yeah when everyone was getting like insane bills from the yeah and energy companies um i was reading about that do you like it's really interesting how we know that's the case it was from through discovery from a company that went bankrupt because they got like a nine billion dollar energy bill and <laughs> couldn't pay it obviously oh my God. and so they <laughs> they sued it's yeah it's crazy it's just like a regular company that um had to file for bankruptcy because of the energy bill they got in that like couple days or whatever and so it's that stuff is now coming out in discovery for that like lawsuit 
And it's just, like, that's a perfect example of how fucked up our entire legal system is. Like, basically, lawsuits are our only protection whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So anyone who yeah. talks to you about, like, tort reform or, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, the unnecessary lawsuits right. can be just, like, yeah. thrown yeah. in the sewer because it's all we have. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's unfortunately very dependent on, like, a judge not being a shithead, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read uh, this book by uh, Jeffrey Haas, I think was his name. I borrowed this from uh, Liz Smith when I visited her a few weeks ago, and he represented the Black Panthers and like uh, Fred Hampton's family after the cops killed Fred Hampton. And the whole, basically, the whole book, like eighty to ninety percent of it, is just about how like the judge was like tipping the scales the entire time. They were trying to sue the the cops and the city and stuff. It was very enlightening as to how the justice system works. Like after Judges the fact, are so bad. yeah. Once someone yeah. has been murdered by the state, <laughs> I saw. Well, this is unrelated, but I saw Jim Clyburn's pick for, I guess, the person he's trying to get Biden to nominate for the open Supreme Court. I don't remember her name, but um, is it she, Childs? Yes, I think so. Mm. Where basically. <laughs> There were like people getting. She's from South Carolina, where Clyburn's from, and so like there are people Michelle getting Michelle Childs. Yeah, there are people getting prosecuted by her office, and then Clyburn would call in as a favor to be like, "Would you reconsider this sentence for this, you know, wealthy people who <laughs> he had connections with?" And uh, yeah, apparently she was like really harsh on other, you know, criminal cases, but then like there's like specific instances where Clyburn had jumped in. <laughs> Yeah. Extremely fucking. Well, awful. Biden owes Biden owes Clyburn quite a lot, so that's we'll right. See, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, one of the top Bernie bashers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I mentioned, in addition to Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott uh, punishing trans children as much as he possibly can, I was doing the same thing uh, under the guise of making girls' sports fair. This is like one yeah, of the famous the women's sports carers. Right. <laughs> the Republicans love women's yeah. sports. Right. <laughs> this is one of their chosen battlegrounds for this like LGBT culture war now is it's just not fair yeah. to let to, trans to women, girls play we, sports. We love women so much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's important also um, just like as a slight side note going into this conversation to note that like there is this fallacy about trans healthcare that we are somehow doing like surgeries on children. Mm-hmm, and yeah. what actually happens if a minor seeks health, gender affirming healthcare, is they are um, given medicine that's called a puberty blocker. Yeah. And basically, it just delays someone going through puberty to give them more time to mature and to, like, you know, be settled in their decision. And so it's not like you are going – there's this, like, like this bullshit in the Atlantic about, like, my 13-year-old – you have a 13-year-old girl. She wants oh, hormones God. and surgery. That, that shit that is – Was that Jesse Single Yeah. Yes, article? it is. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's transphobic <laughs> garbage because, like, um, we had to do quite a bit 
did a training at this at Planned Parenthood and like what they do for minors is simply buy them time. But the problem is, is if you let someone go through a natural puberty of like um, a sign sex at birth, whatever, whatever puberty they would be transitioning through, it's a yeah. lot harder, more painful. There's a lot more dysphoria. There's a, like going back and doing that versus just delaying and then potentially never having to go through that like dysphoric pu- uh, puberty. Mm-hmm. So like we're just simply giving kids medications to buy them some time. And then when they are adults, they, you know, make that decision or older or whatever. So like when people are talking about this, they're, it's, it's absurd. Like we are not like going in and doing any kind of invasive anything on minors. We are getting them healthcare that gets them time and then they make their decision. I just think that's really important that people understand like what healthcare, trans affirming healthcare looks like for kids. Yeah. I was hoping you would know more about that than me. Because I, I, I've read it's a little bit, like, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's not like you are 13 and you like express that you're trans and then you can like just go in for surgery the next day. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's transphobic bullshit. That's not how a, it works. There's a ton of counseling and stuff that happens before they really do anything. Oh, yeah. 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 Including for adults, you have to like right. the amount of like therapy hoops you have to go through and all that shit, even just even as an adult, it's like. You know, this is like settled best practice science. It's like, you know, evidence-based. We have found like this is the this is the best way to give people the healthiest, happiest lives. Like this, it's it's just absurd. And if anyone ever like talks about like sex change surgery for kids, they're like, they can be dismissed because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're very, uh, I mean, they're saying that stuff relying on other people not knowing what any of this right. is and just like believing them at face value right. which is uh, essentially what's happening here with jeff shipley so I, i'm relying mostly on ty rushing's reporting on the iowa house debate that happened tuesday this week they passed a bill that's banning trans girls from playing girls sports in uh school uh <laughs> i think it's elementary <laughs> through colleges even in the mm-hmm. state because uh, uh, a lot of what is being written about here in the article is about an amendment that Skylar Wheeler I think put forth which would add uh, colleges and universities to this trans girls and sports ban it, it has passed the house has not passed the senate but there's a pretty good chance they're going to pass that soon so yeah let me just read from Ty's article here he also Ty very helpfully gave me a link to the video of what happened, so we'll we'll watch some of that too. Yeah, and I'm sure this is all very pertinent to women's sports in particular, and not just um, bashing trans people. It's just an excuse. Yeah, it's just like this is one way we can like weasel our way into passing laws that are anti-trans. Yeah. So the the way that the House Republicans were trying to frame this at the start is like we need to make girls' sports fair. That's very important, right? Everyone cares a lot about (laughs) elementary school sports being fair, right? (laughs) Yeah, sports, the one thing that's, like, not fair. Like, it's not fair. Some people have advantages over other people. Like, it's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there should be, like, no one should be allowed to be taller than me in elementary sports. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's something I was thinking about a lot. Like, there are physical advantages. Like, there aren't really identical p- 
pairs of humans out there playing sports against each other. Mm-hmm. I think wrestling is like maybe the most tiered sport in that way where they have weight classes, you know, but banning like a certain type of biological person from competing against another one is is strange. Yeah, it just strikes me that like this th- like I said, like conservatives don't give a fuck about any of this obviously, but it's like it totally goes against their whole like philosophy of like like yeah. Uh, might makes right or you know like uh life isn't fair right (laughs) (laughs) look all the trans girls are better at sports it's just the way it is life isn't fair (laughs) 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 so yeah the way they were trying to frame it is like it's a fairness issue we need to level the playing field among girls sports i don't know i don't know why anyone cares about that to begin with but jeff shipley kind of broke uh I guess kayfabe. I don't know if I'm using that term correctly. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but he sort of, uh, he stepped over the line and started talking about something else. So, so <laughs> this is uh, this is how Ty Rushing uh, reported on it for the Iowa starting line. I think actually he's breaking kayfabe. I think this is a shoot uh, if you're, if he went off script. Anyway, we don't have to okay, yeah, yeah. That's, wrestling terminology. Yeah, that's more accurate. <laughs> I don't know He's what these words script. mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because just... I'm a girl, and it's a yeah, sport. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> as, I, we know, I just know as we know, it's the... very unfair. <laughs> actually, actually, it's a sports entertainment thing. <laughs> yeah, <sports>. that's right. <laughs> uh, Representative Jeff Shipley made at least 10 references to transgender Iowans having a mental illness, and he diagnosed them with gender dysmorphia at least 11 times. Uh, during Monday's Iowa House floor debate to ban transgender girls and women from playing women's school sports. I'm skipping a little bit here. Well, Ty has some some nice flavor here. Uh, he he goes over Shipley's history, uh, advocating for psychedelic drugs, listing his occupation as artist on his Iowa legislature page. <laughs> uh, He's a fucking pre- piece of work. <laughs> previously listed professions, no uh, sauerkraut salesman, professional advocate i don't know what that means and uh and stand-up comedian which i cannot imagine how bad he was at that (laughs) no this is not true no it isn't it's all here uh it's in the iowa starting line so i'm gonna start calling him noted artist and sauerkraut salesman (laughs) yeah i don't think you'd be the first i believe our friend gavin has (laughs) made jokes about that many times (laughs) How did I miss that? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to skip some of the quotes here cuz I have video of it. So the the original bill as I said applied only to K through 12. Uh one of these successful amendments extended the prohibition to college sports as well. And then Shipley in addition to that amendment, he had his own amendment and that's why he was saying all this stuff. When Shipley asked for an amendment to strip legal protections from schools that affirm a person's chosen gender identity, it was voted down 91 to 3. He made another comparison where he equated being trans with mental illness. So in addition to prohibiting trans girls from playing sports all the way through college, he wanted schools to not have any legal protections if basically if any of their students like came out as trans is like i don't know what else how else to interpret what he was talking about like yeah you should be allowed the state should be allowed to punish schools who have any trans students he's nuts 
uh, basically everyone got mad at him <laughs> in the house, and he blamed it on uh, the DSM, the the book of you know mental health shit. <laughs> uh, you know, inaccurately citing the DSM, right? Because dis- gender dysphoria is in the DSM. It's like pretty controversial that it's there at all, but it it is in there as like distress from like the distress being like a, a mental condition. But yeah. the reason is is that so insurance companies will cover gender affirming healthcare. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that that just is just a consequence of for profit healthcare. It's not like Yeah. I I will I'll uh be like very specific here because uh Ty did the work that I didn't do. So Shipley was basically saying like any trans person is suffering from gender dysphoria, but this is that's not what's in the DSM. The DSM says it defines gender dysphoria as Gender dysphoria refers to the distress that may accompany the incongruence between one's experienced or expressed gender and one's assigned gender. Although not all individuals will experience distress as a result of such incongruence, many are distressed if the desired physical interventions by means of hormones and or surgery are not available. So it's a very fair definition. That's not the source of all, like, all trans people or or whatever, but it is a thing. Yeah. And the DSM shit has been controversial for many numerous reasons because they constantly revise. Yeah, they have um, to. Yeah, yeah. The, the medical community's understanding of uh, the yeah. human experience should change. Like should evolve. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like I remember they changed Asperger's. They removed it. Yeah, from autism spectrum uh, disorder. Right, and that upset a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of uh, people who were diagnosed with it. Yeah. Well, uh, I think to really give you, like, the full Shipley experience, you have to actually see and hear him saying these things. Uh, oh, boy. Because he's, <laughs> he's got a stage presence. He was on, that, yeah, he's like a fucking, he was on some, like, shitty alt-right podcast, too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what that was, but. Yeah, I don't, yeah, we don't want to give him <laughs> any, any listens. I do remember it made waves when he was on there, because he was saying truly deranged things. Yeah. So the videos I have here, the, you know, you may be shocked to hear this, but the Iowa House of Representatives website sucks ass for (laughs) getting video. Oh, I am aware. Yeah, Yeah. it sucks ass. The few times where I've actually done work for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to just rip the video because they talked about this bill in particular for like three hours. And I was going to just take the whole video and we could just like watch different parts of it. But I just could not get the file off of their fucking website. So this is like me recording my screen and getting the clips I wanted. So here is uh, Jeff introducing his amendment to the bill. Chair recognizes the gentleman from Van Buren, Representative Shipley on Amendment H8045. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and ladies and gentlemen of the Iowa House. Um, I know this is an emotionally charged topic with a lot of the lives on the line. Uh, There are a lot of Iowans who suffer from gender dysphoria and related illnesses. So um, I'd like to start by calling upon the Holy Spirit to be with us and and guide us during this discussion for the benefit and uplifting of all Iowans. They all do that false concern shit. He's wearing a really stupid outfit. I want to highlight. He's got a white shirt, a plum jacket, and a peach tie. Yeah. He's He's such a worm. Like, he he 
couches this in like, I'm just so concerned for all these people that have this horrible mental disease. We need to all <laughs> pray for them. Yeah. Uh, Christy Nome in South Dakota just passed a similar bill and had a very similar thing to say when they were asking about, you know, all the, you know, people this is negatively going to affect. And I can't remember what, I think she said, like, I'm going to pray for them or, or something. Yeah. They were like, what about the like astronomical rates of suicide and depression in yeah. like trans mm-hmm. people because of this stuff? And she was like, I'll pray for them. Hey, that'll oh do my it. God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, biggest uh concern here right is that denying trans children any sort of medical care is like going to drive their rates of suicide up a lot because that's just like what happens yeah and it's already so bad it's that 40 percent of people will attempt or succeed and it's just like horrific like why does this guy have a journeys bag yeah 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 that (laughs) That's pretty yeah, funny, like too. A, there's a guy standing behind him who has, like, a brand new pair of like, sneakers and a journey pack. Yeah. yeah. He just came to work Anyways, from the mall. It's Fred, it's Fred Armisen, I think, actually. It's Fred just straight from the journeys. Yeah, my eye was drawn to that immediately, too. It's, it's pretty fun to watch the people sitting around him while uh, Jeff is talking, too. That guy, I don't know who that is in the bottom left corner with the mask, but... He has a good time listening to this. This this bill is important and urgently needed, uh, but so was Amendment H8042. Uh, I'm very thankful for the House Education Committee for bringing this bill forward, uh, which removes the tort liability protections of Chapter 669 and Chapter 670 for public entities which choose to violate women's sports. Amendment H8042 <laughs> would germanely extend the removal of those liability provisions to any educational institution which offers courses, instruction, or influence to students which reasonably lead a student for the purposes of athletic participation to be confused as to the student's sex or the nature of biological sex as defined in the bill. So this bill defines sex and gender. And any school that, like, deviates from that understanding of sex and gender should you should be able to sue them that's what i'm getting from this right that's what i'm getting from it too i don't know seems like government overreach (laughs) yeah just a little bit because if my view and um what we've been seeing is that if a school district is confusing students leading them into mental illness with trans-affirming curriculum (laughs) or queer-affirming curriculum or concealing symptoms of gender dysphoria from parents or a host of anything else that's described in this Iowa City Community School District document, um, if they're doing those things which would lead a person to reasonably reasonably lead a person uh, that a gender dysphoric biological male uh, wishing to or feeling entitled to compete as a woman... (laughs) I believe they should similarly be disqualified from the liability protections of Chapter 669 and 670. And I think basically to sum up this amendment, all I'm asking for is that our public institutions do not encourage or condone mental illness. Yeah. yeah. While I... All right, so... (laughs) so Being trans is not the mental illness. 
having distress right. over not being able to get healthcare is the mental illness. You're right. Not being allowed to be yourself. That's that's where the mental illness comes from. Also, right? the fucking schools are not encouraging your kids to fucking transition. <laughs> like, right. What the, the fuck? Right. The way he describes it is like the school is brainwashing children into being gay or trans. By just acknowledging that it's a thing. <laughs> right. By saying like, yeah, some people experience life in are. this way. And that like, <laughs> we don't need to be denying that at all, at all turns anymore. <laughs> so yeah, if your school... uh you know, doesn't oppress its gay students like that. That's an encouraging mental illness within them. I am immensely appreciative of this bill that's been brought forward, um, and I'm confident that as this amendment is written, or as the bill is written, it will do a lot of good for Iowans. I'm deeply concerned that unless we more comprehensively examine uh, these issues, that these problems will persist and continue to grow worse. This is a complex topic, that can be very confusing with ever-evolving terminology and definitions, <laughs> and sometimes it's very hard to even reach an agreement on the definition of a particular word, such as woman. <laughs> what a fucking oh, ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. What a fucking dick. What a fucking piece of shit. What a f- fucking, just a fucking monster. This is like... And this is exactly like the, like, kind of incrementalism in abortion bills where people will just, like, let this bullshit go until Mm -hmm. it ends up like Texas. And that's why I can't stand people like that libertarian dickhead who was talking to me on Twitter. Oh, fuck yeah <laughs> like fuck you 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 can't say like oh this is just about fairness in sports and then act shocked when we take trans kids away from their loving parents because like this yeah. trans people are trying to warn you like this is every one of these is a tiny piece of like getting to the point where we take children away like mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah and it's I'm... and you have to fight every single one you can't just be like i don't know yeah. and they're like picking these fights specifically because Democrats are not particularly likely to, they want to force Democrats into defending something like, like you were talking about how, uh, you know, kids don't actually get surgery and all of that. But like most Mm -hmm. people don't know that. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with anything of the like. And so they, they want to like push Democrats into defending stuff that, they feel like they can't defend. I mean, obviously, they're still fucking zealots and religious fundamentalists and all this shit too. But it's like they're they're just trying to to shift the argument in their favor. And like Democrats, just like I mean, like I I will say that like I haven't seen any Democrats they know of in favor of this. No, um, but they're so like credit for that compared to like their usual horseshit. Right, but, like, yeah. They don't fight things tooth and nail every step of the way. Like, you have to fight this as hard as everything. Like, you, you, you have to, it has to be full court press on this stuff. Like, look at me. Ah. (laughs) But, like, it's like, and you have, like, unfortunately, like, I'm sorry that, like, you're too lazy, but, like, you have to educate yourself so you can respond when people come up with this stuff. Like, do you think children should have surgery? Well, obviously they shouldn't. Like, it's like, but you, you have to like be you have to familiarize yourself with this and be prepared to to fight for trans people and like you have to educate yourself and they're just like unwilling to i don't yeah. know 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, will. I, I I didn't include any of the clips of this because I mean I wanted to be hyper focused on Jeff Shipley because he's the biggest idiot here. But uh, credit to the House Democrats, like a lot of them uh, spoke up against what he was trying to do here. Uh, there's again, it's like a three hour video, but uh, uh, Ross Wilburn, Ross Smith, uh, Liz Bennett. Uh, Confirst comes up in a, in a second here in this video. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they were all like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like, yeah, they they don't care about the issue, but I think that like Republicans sense that there's a lot of liberals who are uncomfortable talking about this, yeah, this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my, my own representative, Dave Jacoby, also spoke out against this. I like, I get... I get that, like, it's new to lots of people, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I get why you might be uncomfortable, but, like, tough shit, you have to be, like, you have to educate yourself so that you're not anymore because our kids need us. Like, it, it's, like, I, I understand that, like, gender stuff can be overwhelming and confusing, and I understand that, like, I don't know, but also just, like, tough shit, like, you need to go and like learn on behalf of and like yeah like the democrats are not awful on this like they are on other things to be well, fair well some some but of them are but some are some are in this case I, they Liz seem Bennett to be doing is the so right great thing. yeah she's cool yeah um but the deeper problem needing attention involves the truth of who and what we are as human beings <laughs> the more the state of Iowa is aligned with that truth and the more peace and prosperity that will naturally flow, naturally flow from living healthy, honest lives. Gender dysphoria is a recognized mental illness. And as, as we acknowledge, uh, the knowledge that we have of this mental illness is limited and unknown, at least according to the World Professional Association of Transgender Health. Um, but some people like to pretend to know that they have all the answers to this uh, complex question. Some people. So yeah. I guess to aid in the understanding of this topic and just <laughs> make me, sure that we're me. all on the same page of what the problem truly is, um, I'm going to use some language that we use down in Fairfield, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, get get I don't excited. Like anything they say down there. <laughs> get excited. This is wild. He's going to be using specific language that they use down in Fairfield, <laughs> talking about gender and what makes us human. What are uh, they putting in the water in Fairfield? <laughs> yeah, this. If you thought the Holy Spirit thing was weird, get ready for this. <laughs> Vedic terms for this. So, the female anatomy, which makes a woman clearly distinct from all else, is known in Sanskrit as the yoni, uh, which is roughly oh, tra- translated to mean sacred wombs. The Sanskrit yeah. word for the male anatomy is lingam, which would be r- roughly translated to wand of light. And while human beings come from and are made of the same source, there exists a clear, dualistic, energetic delineation that is necessary and fundamentally essential to the progenesis of the species. Yes, the biological distinctions between man and woman is a clear, dualistic, energetic delineation that is necessary and fundamentally essential to the progenesis of the species. However, as I'm hearing, there's a lot of confusion still on this topic. 
So that's what I see as really the problem is um, we have a lot of young children uh, with out there and they have a, a sacred womb space, but they're confused and think they have a wand of light. And conversely, there are some children that have a wand of light and think that they're entitled to the same uh, protections of someone with a sacred womb space. Where is this, cori- or, uh, where is this confusion originating from? Uh, who is it supposed to f- appeal to? Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> weird to invoke the Holy Spirit and then start talking about like ancient Hinduism. Shit. <laughs> like, that is so weird. I mean, yeah, I guess it's Fairfield and all, but uh, yeah, yeah. That is what the, so deranged. Why? There are like so many intersex people too. Right. Like this. This is absurd. <laughs> this is not true in any scientific sense at all. Like. I mean, people aren't walking around wearing a stamp on their forehead, but, like, there are so many people who have, right. like, any mix of all kinds of parts and chromosomes and feelings yeah. and hormones. Yeah, and, and some I people mean, don't even know, right? Like, that can just Yeah, it's and out- the doctor decides or their parents no. decide. Yeah, totally and they never find Jeff Shitley could have an ovary. We have no way of knowing yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start a rumor that Jeff Shitley yeah. has an ovary. <laughs> He has one yeah, his, ovary. And his testicles <laughs> never descended. <laughs> his testicles are still up here in his brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That is insane. <laughs> you don't really want like religion having all this influence over the law, right? But it, it's even like more stark and crazy when he's talking about like sacred womb space and wand of light. Wand of light. I like that. I like that term. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You just sound crazy, man. Like, I, I don't mean to be uh, prejudiced against uh, anyone whose beliefs, you know, include the sacred womb space or whatever. But. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> So are like are like po- postmenopausal women with hysterectomies like no longer just like you're just just insane. No longer sacred. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just crazy to talk like this in like a state legislature. I don't want my laws to be based on uh, ancient <laughs> teachings like this. I don't think. How is this confusion happening? How can a young person be so confused? Also, it's so annoying, like, how he repeats over and over again, you're confused about what you are. Like, no, like, they're not... You're confused. Yeah, they're (laughs) not confused. confused. They're, like, figuring themselves out. (laughs) Fuck you. It's so condescending to everyone that doesn't live like him. As to reject their fundamental biological nature that is essential to the progenesis of the species. So that's why this amendment is necessary, because unless we address the root cause of why we see gender dysphoria diagnosis rising, and gender dysphoria is a very multifaceted, complex disease with various manifestations that maybe, we'd, maybe that's not the best word to use. But unless we're really getting to the source of that, these problems are going to persist and grow worse. So yes, gender dysphoria is a mental illness, and when confusion exists within a person, it becomes an energetic distortion that is shown to lead to an extensive, extensive list of severe consequences. Stay your point. At some point, are we going to talk about what this amendment does? <laughs> the lady from Paul and the gentleman from Harrison approach well. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah, 
It, he's just uh, rambling about this crazy shit, and they're like, "Yeah, what are is this like? Does this have a point?" <laughs> <laughs> I have other clips of him. I don't know if we would need to watch all of them. Let me see. Uh, this is where I think is where he uh, shifts the blame. I'll frame it that way. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Ladies and gentlemen of the Iowa House, uh, really quick, I just wanted to address a few things that came up. I, sh- I should say before he goes on, this is after hours of like every Democratic representative getting on the mic and being like, Jeff Shipley is completely wrong about all of this. <laughs> and now he's uh, responding. Um, Representative Smith, I think you're absolutely right that this debate revealed a lot of things and um, shows the nature of the work of the State House. I was very disappointed members of your party were calling points of order without even reading or knowing the subject matter of the bill. Um, so I, I think that's... <laughs> the people behind him are being fantastic. Stay your point. <laughs> We're talking about impugning members by implying that we had not read the bill or did not understand the material. It is impugning my and our integrity. Representative Comfort. Shrug. He's so smug. Yeah. Okay, and then one more bit here at the end. This is where he shifts the blame, I think. You have the floor. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, my apologies to the ladies and gentlemen of the Iowa House. Um, I was under the mistaken impression that other people's comments would, were, were under the rules. I guess the last thing I'll say, I just want to make it very clear where I'm coming from, that when I say gender dysphoria is a mental illness, that's not me saying that. I'm referencing the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of, manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. So I think it just needs to be very, very clear what we're talking about and for certain leaders to get up and say that so and such and such gender dysphoria is not mental illness, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders says it does. So this is not Representative Shipley's opinion. This is just legislators yes. trying to comprehend the state of psychiatric health in this nation and how to best provide the tender loving care we need for all individuals, <laughs> but be clearly recognizing that health is health and illness is illness. And when we confuse the two, it's going to lead to bad consequences. So uh, thank you, and I appreciate everyone. Yeah, no, he's specifically conflating being trans with gender dysphoria, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we've already discussed that, but like... Intentionally, yeah. He's absolutely, yeah, it's fucking blurring, blurring the discussion. Yeah. It's very I, I rich for someone with... condescending he is this whole time. Like, yes. everyone in here who disagrees with me just doesn't know anything about this issue. And I've read the DSM. <laughs> I've read some outdated version of the DSM. (laughs) I'm the only one who really knows what's going on here, and everyone else is confused. Yeah. Well, you know, he he compared gender dysphoria to cancer, and, like, he says, I guess I skipped that clip, but he he said, like, if someone has cancer, you don't cure the cancer by affirming it. Shit like that. It's Yeah, he's a dick. Jeff Shitley, you're on the shit list. He's extremely a dick. Also, he doesn't even have kids. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Man. He has no wife, no kids. I mean, I don't want to say that that's like necessarily like it's okay to be single and whatnot. Of course. But like. In his case, I would be suspicious that something's going on. (laughs) 
I don't want to, like, speculate about where people's, like, right-wing psychosis comes from, but our single gentleman with the womanly hands and the purple suit might be struggling <laughs> with some things. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was... My mind was going to, like, uh, somebody needs to be checking out his basement, digging under the floorboards <laughs> a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's, Something is going on in his psyche, and it is dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a dapper like Richard Spencer. <laughs> like all these all <laughs> right guys have that whole thing of like dressing like really like not like, like a dandy. Yeah, like <laughs> like flam- like Nathan Robinson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nathan Robinson, <laughs> the legend. <laughs> Um, but I did, there is an Iowa trans mutual aid fund that Mm -hmm. I, I have not like looked that deeply into, but like they're part of the Iowa mutual aid network. So like, I'm pretty sure the Venmo and everything have been, have been vetted and confirmed. So yeah, I'll link to that if if you want to help out. That's something you can do. That's right. (sighs) Uh, so something, I, I think this is more fun. I don't know. <laughs> but something else for us to talk about. This is an opinion piece that ran in the Des Moines Register last week. It's by Tom Henderson and Charles Schneider. These are not people that I was familiar with prior to reading this, but they have a strong opinion about the state of Israel and the state of Iowa and the relationship between those states. The title of their opinion piece is Iowa Supports Israel and lawmakers can strengthen that stance. So this is, uh, I, I don't know, do you think that, it seems weird to me that one Midwest state in the United States should have like a strong opinion about Israel at all. And it just seems odd. Like, why are we connected to this? I think all, like a huge proportion of states are doing this now. There's like tons yeah. of anti-BDS laws. Oh, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Do you like normal people know or care? <laughs> Uh, Christians, like very fundamentalist Christians, yeah. absolutely do. Um, I think that's a big one. Uh, but I really love the, uh, the subheadline on this, which is our state's values are worth defending against a movement that seeks to undermine Israel's existence, which is like, just the undermine Israel's existence shit is like, very fucking Orwellian. Like, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, I'm sorry, but, like, the ice cream guys are not going to, like, make Israel disappear anytime soon. <laughs> and yeah, it's also, the, obviously, ironic in the context of the fucking Palestinian struggle. Like, <laughs> Right. What's undermining uh, Palestine's yeah. existence? Uh, all of this? <laughs> yeah. Like, what Russia's doing to Ukraine is undermining Ukraine's existence. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> like, not buying Sab- Sabra pumice is, like, not not doing that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's all the bds is is like you know a, a small group of people uh making an effort to not support the state of israel uh financially and to pressure uh states and organizations to do the same i mean first it's not a particularly successful movement like right israel is getting a shitload of u.s aid and there's really nothing that you can do about it <laughs> But that's not enough for people like Tom Henderson and Charles Schneider. Charles Schneider. Well, right at the top of this article, the story highlights. So 
to me, a story highlight at the top of an opinion piece would be like, here's a quick summary of what these guys are talking about <laughs> or like some context around the piece. Like, uh, this is why they're writing this. This is influenced by certain recent current events. But uh, these story highlights are Tom Henderson and Charles Schneider are co-chairs of Iowans Supporting Israel, a nonprofit bipartisan organization that encourages Iowans to support Israel. Tom Henderson is a former chair of the Polk County Democrats. Charles Schneider is a former Republican state senator and Senate president. So the story highlights are just a bio of the authors, I guess. Yeah. Bipartisanship. This is extremely bipartisan. We love it. That's that's what I learned from reading this and looking into Iowans supporting Israel. Yeah, in case you didn't know. Uh, yeah. Rob Sand. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob Sand is very into our anti-BDS law. Absolutely. Yeah. He really loves Israel. Yeah. All right. Well, let's read what they had to say because it gets... It gets deep into the rhetoric of Israel support. Since Israel's founding in 1948, Iowa has had a strong connection to Israel through trade in agricultural equipment and materials, business, and the exchange of scientific, <laughs> technological, and medical information. <laughs> the inclusion of business I know, seems yeah, like they <laughs> uh, couldn't think of what a are... second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very, very vague. Yeah, also all the other things are business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, In 2020, exports to Israel from Iowa totaled $62 million and have been consistently over $60 million annually. Is that supposed to be a good thing? Am I happy about that? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, they need corn, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, just like everywhere else, uh, we are sending them corn and soy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh there's a link that uh, actually <laughs> breaks it down according to the united states census census.gov yeah yeah uh, molly bendham ores and concentrates roasted <laughs> there's yeah this is uh entertaining now hang on a second this this says we're sending them meat of swine yeah oh <laughs> oh <laughs> they huh. shouldn't be buying that right <laughs> Uh, I'm not not up on that, but (laughs) yeah, I guess I don't know all the rules, but uh, I was pretty sure I know some people who was very regulated among the the Jewish state of Israel as the only truly representative elected form of government in the Middle East. Israel has also been a steadfast ally of the United States. (laughs) Truly representative elected form of government. Oh, yeah. I think everyone who lives there agrees that they are being represented by yeah. the government of Israel. Yeah. How many, uh, they're like, I, I, that's the thing that people always bring up. They're like, oh, yeah, there's uh, Palestinian representatives in the Knesset or whatever. And it's like, there's like five of them out of like 500 <laughs> yeah. or something. And intentionally kept a very small minority, right? Yeah. Uh, That is why U.S. foreign policy has always sought a two-state solution that would allow Israel and Palestine to exist peacefully. That is demonstrably false. (laughs) Yeah, do you buy that? (laughs) That is like a historical to an extreme. We have never actually supported any efforts, meaningful efforts, to a two-state solution. Yeah. And a two-state solution is impossible now anyway. Yeah, it never was possible. That's stupid. (laughs) It's stupid. That's a, a childish idea. 
establishing the state of Israel to begin with was like uh, rejecting any idea of there being two states, right? Yeah. It was yeah. just like, this is it's, Israel now. <laughs> it's stupid. That's an ideology for children, like yeah. baby brains. In 2016, the Iowa legislature made a bipartisan statement in support of Iowa's friend and ally, Israel. So this is our anti-BDS law. It did so by passing House File 2331 with Republican and Democratic support in both the House and Senate. Governor Terry Branstad signed it into law. The law addressed the BDS movement, which calls on companies and nations to boycott, divest from, and sanction Israel. Its proponents say the movement is a nonviolent means to coerce Israel into recognizing a Palestinian state. Yeah. As far as I know, that's accurate, that's right? That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, the reality, however, is that BDS leaders are not calling for a two-state solution. Rather, they seek a one-state solution that includes a return of all Palestinians to the state of Israel. A mass immigration of Palestinians to this single state would make Jews there a minority. Oh, my God. Imagine what happened back in the fucking 50s. (laughs) And before that, too. But, like, God, fucking hate it. Yeah. I mean, they use the word return there, which means these people were there before and were pushed out. So now they would be returning to where they were before. <laughs> They're like acknowledging that they were pushed out. And then yeah. are they saying we gave them all our land and we regret it? Like, what is the alternative narrative that includes return? Yeah, right. Exactly. And also the the mass return of Palestinians to that land would make Jews a minority. So there are more Palestinians than there are Jews in the region. But this is a truly representative and democratically elected government that represents a minority in excess of the majority. <laughs> is that what's what are you describing here? <sighs> it's crazy how much this shit is just like and especially the Russia Ukraine stuff is like completely removed from historical context just to score points who people who don't know any better. Like just because yeah, yeah. we don't teach this shit like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly well informed on this stuff, but I mean, only taking the words yeah. that are written here, like I have to, it makes you think, like, well, what do they mean return? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the, they made Palestinians a minority in their own country by fucking importing, not importing, but migration from people all over a new the country. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who you know maybe historically had you know like ancestral ties, but. They weren't natural Israeli citizens. Yeah, it certainly did not just simply like solve a bunch of problems by doing that. So the net result of uh, mass immigration, a return of the Palestinian people, would be the end of Israel as a Jewish state and the establishment of a new Palestine with no guarantee of an elected and representative government to protect the rights of Jews and other minority groups. Of course, they're doing a great job protecting the rights of uh, the Palestinians right now, right? It can't be reiterated enough that the reason that the right wing supports Israel beyond the like military industrial complex issue is because they're anti-Semitic. Yeah. And they believe the return of Jews to Israel will bring about the fucking rapture. And right. we are basing yeah. that like my mind exploded when I learned that it was just a couple of years ago because it had never like no one ever 
had told me the reason that Christians are obsessed with Israel is mm-hmm. when all the Jews go back there, all the Jews will die and Jesus will come. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking a, uh... an insane way to base <laughs> your like policy of a country. It's yeah. on a death cult. Yeah, and that's... no one ever acknowledges that the reason that we support them <laughs> is so that they will all die. <laughs> like, yeah, hey. <laughs> it's just insane. Like, the capital needs to be Jerusalem to bring about the end of the world, and we're just gonna like base our like fucking geopolitics on this. Yeah, that's one of the conditions to bring about the apocalypse is the Jewish state of Israel. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> I just like my head just exploded. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't acknowledge that enough. That would be like basing your laws on the presence of the Holy Spirit and like some people have a <laughs> yeah. sacred right. room space and others have a right. wand of light. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, some companies have bought into the BDS rhetoric. One example is Ben and Jerry's. At the end of 2022, it will no longer allow its ice cream to be sold in the West Bank or East Jerusalem. Now, this is the first I knew that they weren't even doing. They're not even. Yeah, they're not even. (laughs) (laughs) This hasn't even happened. Yeah, and also they're still selling ice cream in Israel. They're just not selling it in the fucking occupied parts. One part, yeah. One little little bits of Israel don't get Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yep, <laughs> it's like you have to That's... drive down across the Missouri border to buy fireworks. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know that ice cream is very good, uh, to be honest. So. <laughs> It's that's unfortunate. Such a fucking persecution complex. Like this is a reach. <laughs> well, okay, they do they do get into like the specifics of Israeli law here. So by Ben and Jerry's not selling their ice cream in the West Bank or East Jerusalem, this effectively bans the sale of Ben and Jerry's in all of Israel because Israeli law prohibits discrimination against its citizens who live in the West Bank or East Jerusalem. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking joke that is. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I believe you mean colonists yeah because <laughs> right. i don't think they're concerned about I the believe citizens who are there uh, well, they're, they actively the encourage discrimination <laughs> against its citizens yeah God. well a certain kind of citizen but also like ben and jerry's making this business decision forces the state of israel to ban them across the board <laughs> like i don't know maybe maybe like them pulling this sort of like very public move to not sell their ice cream in one part of your country is trying to influence the right. way that the Israeli <laughs> government is operating. <laughs> uh, Iowa's anti-BDS law targets the BDS movement and other tools of economic warfare directed at Israel. It prohibits the state's pension funds from investing in any foreign publicly traded company that boycotts Israel. It also forbids public entities from entering into a contract of more than $1,000 with a foreign publicly traded company that boycotts Israel. I mean, these are like very, no one's ever going to challenge it, but they're like very flagrant violations of the First Amendment, like all the anti-BDS laws. Like you can boycott whoever you want. That's protected speech. Yeah, I wonder if the, the loophole here is like, Iowa's law is only affecting like state entities and it's prohibiting them from doing business with 
businesses that are doing BDS, of which there are, <laughs> yeah. what, five? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was wondering. It's like Ben and Jerry's like the only example, I guess. Like, I don't, I can't imagine that there's too many other publicly traded massive corporations who are fucking yeah. on board with the BDS shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ben and Jerry's are like, I mean, they're noteworthy for being like Vermont hippies. Like, there's not yeah. really any, you know, similar sorts of large companies yeah. like that. And also, for some reason, Iowa's law is only, like, the state can't do business with any foreign publicly traded companies. I don't know why that's specific, but that's sort of what these guys are complaining about now. Uh, Iowa's law does not apply to Ben & Jerry's because it is not a foreign publicly (laughs) traded company. Its parent company, Unilever, is a foreign publicly traded company. We join Governor Kim Reynolds in calling on the General Assembly to pass House File 2373 and Senate File 2265, which would strengthen Iowa's anti-BDS law to hold companies like Unilever accountable for the actions of their subsidiaries. There are so many companies, probably including Unilever, that currently use child slaves. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) right. Every single thing you own made with palm oil was harvested harvested by a tiny hand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Enslaved children, anything from Nestle. And this is what we're concerned about ethically is whether or not the Vermont (laughs) people sell ice cream to Israeli settlers. And the problem isn't that the state of Iowa does not have a law targeting any companies that don't want to do business with israel it's that the law we have is not enough like there needs to be a stronger bill on the books in iowa for some reason which (laughs) is like more pro-israel this isn't enough why does iowa even have a law regarding this in the first place why do we need this it's it's insane it's just a fucking crazy crazy town like so many things like the like talc powder your nana put on her pussy gave her cancer <laughs> and we're not sanctioning Johnson, Johnson. <laughs> like, like companies are so bad and we can't yeah. regulate anything but whether or not people decide they don't want to buy a soda stream yeah like yeah and otherwise we are uninterested in the ethics of companies <laughs> yeah you sh- you have to do business with israel for some reason what what do they fucking what does Israel make? Soda Stream and Sabra Hamas. What else yeah, do they do? That's, that's it. Weapons. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, how can you prove that I am boycotting Israel? I don't even know what <laughs> they make also, besides those two things. There's plenty of companies that don't do business in Palestine that don't refuse to do business in Palestine. Of course, you know, yeah. like it's it's ridiculous like you know how hard it is to even like get aid into palestine is like yeah there's all these fucking yeah yeah i mean barriers when the shit was happening last summer and there were people like trying to raise money for palestinians there were like like paypal or whatever was like shutting down funds yeah because they couldn't like you're not allowed to send money over there (laughs) uh one more paragraph here at the end The ties that bind Iowa and Israel extend beyond trade. They include the values upon which our state and nation were founded. They are worth defending against a movement that seeks to undermine Israel's existence. Undermine Israel's existence. 
It's like you either exist or you don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just that just really trips me up. <laughs> like it's so fucking stupid. If you don't sell ice cream in the West Bank, uh, you are undermining the existence of Israel. That's. I mean, it's the first domino to fall is ice cream. Like that's how yeah. civilizations. I mean, end. they have zero other products or companies to cite whatsoever. They're just <laughs> yeah. mad yeah. about Ben and Jared. They would have brought up. I mean, I guess I haven't looked into whether any other company has ever done this, but they would have cited them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So we can't buy a Maricone Dream in the West Bank, <laughs> and some for some reason we need to be concerned about that in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is such an important issue that it needs to be in the opinion section of the state's largest newspaper. <laughs> God. I mean, I can't even imagine being like a super fucking pro-Israel person and even giving a shit about this. Like, it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I know they're out there and they do give a shit, but it's like, yeah, it's so fucking small potatoes. Yeah. This is just written for Rob Sand. Yeah. Right. Like, how many people, well, how many people even read this? But yeah. <laughs> how many people who get the Des Moines Register have any influence over any of this? The piece is just like, hey, the legislature should vote for these two bills. It's like, okay. Like, they're probably part of your organization. Just tell them yeah. personally. Also, you probably don't need to write an editorial for them to pass. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the current situation there, but... Yeah, well, I looked up... Won't someone speak out for Israel? C- considering <laughs> yeah. the people Anyone? writing this opinion column and, you know, the other people that we've brought up the other democrats yeah. who are yeah again you know tom henderson is a former chair of the polk county democrats a very influential group of democrats in the state yeah charles schneider is a former republican state senator and senate president so a highly a high sitting legislator himself at one point uh there is a link to their website at the end of the article again that group is called iowans supporting israel and if you look at their uh, they have a long list of their advisory and action council. I didn't look up like every name on here, but the ones that jumped out at me were uh, Jeff Kaufman, who is the mm. current chair of the Iowa GOP. So obviously they're all on board with this. And the other name that caught my eye was uh, Andy McGuire. She was the former chair of the Iowa Democratic Party. So they've got both. Again, it's a bipartisan group. They have strong bipartisan support. I you mean, don't need us, the public, to clamor, <laughs> clamor for to punish the ice cream men. Like now, you can just call your friends that already work there. Why bother us with this? Are <laughs> <laughs> you making us look at your your newspaper sewage? They're gonna do what you want anyway. <laughs> Bipartisanship is not a virtue, and I'm tired of it being synonymous with such, something virtuous. No. If something's bipartisan, it means that some psychos support it, and so I don't think it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, in fact, often the worst fucking shit that are, I mean, it's like, I mean, which should be obvious if you're anti-government to begin with, but like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, think about, think about Republicans. Think about the things you don't like about them. Think about Democrats. Think about the things you don't like yeah. about them. Now think about the things that they agree on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 90% of the economy, 100% of the foreign policy. <laughs> like That's yeah, yeah, that's another thing that pisses me off. Like uh, 
there's just a, such a big consensus in acting like Biden is like moving away from you know like tr- Trump was uh, acting more isolationist, but like mm-hmm. there's such a continuity. Like it doesn't fucking matter who's president. There's like a whole national security. I you know it's called the blob, I guess, by a lot of people. <laughs> but yeah. like there's so much continuity, it's crazy. And they have the exact same goal. Like it's they have the exact same goals. <laughs> like it's not fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, what were the big, like, foreign policy things that Trump did? He had that coin made when he talked to North Korea. That's <laughs> yeah, he talked to, to North Korea. <laughs> yeah, I guess North he Korea is uh, probably the biggest difference. Is, I think our relationship with them us is cool to Soleimani <laughs> because yeah. he was, like, afraid that people were going to call him pussy if he didn't. Um, <laughs> Biden also equally afraid of being called a pussy, though. They're right. the same forces. I mean, I think you can make an argument that Biden's foreign policy is fucking worse than Trump's. But uh but again, it's like the same it's the same shit and it's fucking awful. And uh it's yeah, we'll exactly see the same. Uh, hopefully I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just hope this Ukraine shit doesn't get any fucking crazier. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it feels like uh the uh bottle has been uncorked. And uh, And Biden was definitely doing a lot more like saber rattling when it came to Russia and Putin than Trump was. And now we're seeing the results. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I I don't know what to make of all that. But it's like pretty nauseating to be as powerless as we are, like the most like powerless ideology in America, like the anarchists and leftists and stuff and to be trotted out as a boogeyman all the time really angers me like you don't get to like pull out defund the police we're powerless and we never succeeded at that and every time Mm -hmm. we do like it's just like you don't get to use us as a boogeyman if we also have zero power it makes me mad like the bds people like have zero impact no one gives a fuck i don't buy soda stream and no one cares. So, like, I yeah. both have zero power, and also I get hauled out all the time as the scary defund the police person. And it's like, you can't be both. It makes me mad. Like, it's just kicked while we're down, all of them, all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, obviously being a leftist is a bigger threat to the government than being a fucking fascist. <laughs> like, <laughs> It would be. <laughs> Yeah, right. <sighs> Just like hopeful. we already lost. We yeah. lost. Like, we don't do anything but lose. Well, I think that's why they're pissed is because, like, after Bernie's campaigns, there is a flickering bit of actual left influence in government. You mm-hmm. know, remember the beginning of Biden's term where, like, everyone's like, oh, he's the new FDR and shit. And he's going <laughs> to yeah, yeah, do all this to, shit. They had to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's why I feel like there's been such a backlash on all this shit is because like for the first time in a while, there is like, you know, a small amount of influence where they actually have to pay attention to like people who are left of liberal, like a little bit. And like, yeah, obviously both Democrats and Republicans fucking hate leftists. So Yeah. All it really amounts to is, like, some people will be pissed off sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. If the group of people that are pissed off gets too big, like, it might cost them. Like, it it makes things more difficult for them to just keep the gravy train running, I guess. 
and then you know when when they get washed out in 2022 it's you know who's gonna get blamed obviously <laughs> yeah i mean they're already i mean it's gearing up already like all the fucking propaganda is already gearing up for that well you know we do have a track record already i mean marionette miller meeks that was us we did that <laughs> so <laughs> better watch out we can do it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, ultimately, it is, like, a good sign to have people pull you out as a boogeyman because it means it, like, does scare them. Yeah. You're not completely they're paying irrelevant. They're attention to you. Yeah. Yeah. They're pay- you know, I get that, but it's still just, like, really frustrating. I don't know. It's just, like, and it's just, like, really nauseating to me to, like, have, like, the very least you can do is just listen to us talk before you go vote against us, and they can't even stand even, that. Even that yeah. they're making against the rules. In, <laughs> yeah, intolerable. I mean, like, the Iowa City City Council making yeah. it, like, mm-hmm. literally illegal to not follow the rules, like uh, I was seeing posted today. <laughs> I, like, yeah, that you're going to get a ticket something. from the yeah. city. <laughs> Follow the rules at your yeah. stupid little meetings. If you upset the mayor, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like so fucking deranged. Yeah, yeah. How much more power can you want? Like literally, you just don't even want to feel uncomfortable for a second. Right. It's just the, their grip on power is just loosening just ever so slightly, and it's just like enraging <laughs> to them. In, <laughs> they get so bad. Like it, it's it's insane. Like something like at this like last Des Moines City Council meeting, they tried to say that like bringing up whether a developer has donated to anyone on the city council is not germane and shouldn't yeah, be allowed. Yeah. Like we don't have any power to stop you from putting your donors in power. All we're doing is saying, hey, by the way, all I did was get up there and be like, hey, yeah. these people gave this much money to these people. And they were like, that is not germane. And we don't allow non-germane yeah. comments. Like, what are you talking about? We cannot allow that to be on the record. <laughs> Even though it is. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, literally yeah, on guess, the record. <laughs> yeah. Can't allow it Just to be not on that record. An- another record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you can't have someone point out the record. Right. Yeah. Also, that's legal, by the way. That's another thing. Like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's legal it for us to take this legal. money. There's definitely it's if it's legal, it's above board morally and ethically. Like, yeah. I fucking hate that shit. Like, ugh. and if it's, I mean, who makes the laws? Also, yeah, this is like right. the difference between the United <laughs> States and like other countries. Is like our uh, like bribery and shit is fucking legal. <laughs> like, and it's not another, you know. Well, it's less. It's totally fine. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> more illegal in other countries. But what I didn't get to say, and I will say next time, is that they hired like a private law firm to evaluate that. And um, I have been working on going through everyone's campaign donations, and guess what? Law firm donated to Joe Gatto. <laughs> law firm who said it was fine if they have if they award contracts to people that contributed to them just like fucking wild so they're going and contracting paying a private life law firm that gave them money yeah to tell them it's okay if you if someone gives you money to still hire them it's just like crazy (laughs) yeah and no one is governed by any sort of, it's just like, does it follow the like rules or not? Like they have no sort of moral compass. Like imagine walking through life like that. Like laws are like sort of irrelevant to me. I like don't, yeah. I don't care. Like 
like what I think is right or wrong is like completely unrelated to whether it's legal or not. Right. Right. And like, I just don't follow the rules that I don't think are moral. Like imagine like giving a shit about what the law says. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The only reason to care is like if, if you can get Uh, in trouble. Yeah. If you can go to prison. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, um, not, not pleasant. Don't put it in the newspaper that it's illegal. Don't put it in the newspaper. (laughs) I see the news are here, and you're telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if we have a lot to look forward to, but I know of one thing in particular that we definitely have to look forward to, and that is our governor, Kim Reynolds, will be giving the Republican response to Joe Biden's State of the Union next week. And uh, guess what? We're going to be giving the Rock Hard Caucus response to the response to the State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that she can live up to Joni Ernst's uh, high bar for giving the response to the Democratic president, State of the Union. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, famous bread bags. Uh, yeah, speech. right, right. Yeah. Was that Obama's last State of the Union? Um, I remember that being. I think it might have been. Or was it right after she was. No, elected? no, I think it was. I think it was 2015. Okay, so right that after she, right after yeah, she yeah. was elected. Yeah, okay, okay. right. Her first term. Yeah. Yeah. Or her first Yeah, year. I remember yeah. it being early on, the bread bags thing. So, no, she doesn't. She wishes that she could be as crazy as Joni Ernst. <laughs> no one can live up to her. Or, like, you know, first campaign Ernst. She's pretty boring now most of the time. She's but, so boring now. She's yeah. totally lost her touch. But Early Ernst can't be touched she was a force to be reckoned with well and uh <laughs> didn't you guys say that um kim reynolds uh public speaking has uh gotten a lot better when you went to the old the old right. rally yeah 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 she she did really well there so maybe this will be like she's auditioning absolutely it's gonna be fan service for sure. i mean honestly her entire governorship has been auditioning for something more she has mm-hmm. ambitions for sure yeah. Well, look forward to that. We'll be uh, recording another episode on that whenever we get around to it next week after it happens. But uh, until then, you can check us out on the internet. <laughs> That's right. Why I dream, you dream, we all dream, for I dream, rah, rah, rah. Tuesdays, Mondays, we all scream for Sundays, it's boom, if you got chocolate, we'll take vanilla. Why ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream, rah, rah, rah. Why ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream, rah, rah, rah. How we love it with whipped cream above it, this boom. It's a wow, boys. Yes, and how, boys. Let's yell and make believe we're drugstore cowboys. Why, I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Rah, rah, rah. My ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Rah, rah, rah. Gosh, all hairy, it's right from the dairy. Ha, ha, ha. 
I'm a sleek cat and love my liquor. But just one ice cream cone can let her flicker. Why ice cream? You scream, we all scream for ice cream raw, raw. 